We think about the rapture and the blast of the trumpet when Jesus returns. But what if it's a boring day on the sidewalk of an abortion center? Nothing's going on. You're thinking, oh, gosh, why am I even here? And all of a sudden you hear the trumpet blast and (laughs) Jesus returns. Where better to be found than standing in front of an abortion clinic? I mean, will the son of man, when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? Not will he find excitement and uh, enthusiasm and, you know, somebody that can argue a good point with a pro board. But will he find faith? I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Hey there, welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. We are here with, well, I'm here with Daniel Parks, who, yay, is back in Charlotte. Yes, We're happy to have him back. And... As always, this subject was one that kind of arose from practical things we experienced while being out on the sidewalk. One of those is is that there are many times when you see nothing happening, no fruit, yeah. apparent, apparently no fruit. You yourself are in a position where there's not many women coming in and out. No one's talking to you. Frankly, it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Some and so how do we stay engaged during those times? Because those times are going to come where there's yeah. not apparent action. And I think it is very, we just, I, we have lost people. I, no doubt, they've told me we've lost them because they're bored, Yeah, which kind of boggles my mind. But I think because I do have the perspective of being out there for many years and it's never boring for me. And I, I hope that we will give you an idea of strategies in this podcast for how you can stay engaged. So that really isn't the thought that comes in your mind. I'm so bored. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people are thinking about, especially if you haven't ever been out to an abortion center and uh, you're thinking about going out there, your concern probably is like, I'm going to be overwhelmed because there's going to be so much stuff coming. There's going to be you know, you hear us talking about these pro-abortion people out there right. yelling at you. You maybe got the women coming into the abortion center in droves, and you're thinking that's going to overwhelm you, and all this stuff is happening. And certainly, that can be the case. Yeah. Um, but there are also times when there's not a whole lot going on. Yeah. There's no real interactions with anybody. Maybe the parking lot's kind of barely full, or maybe it's really. I mean, there are days where the parking lot's really full, and there's just no engagement. No one's stopping right. and talking. Right. No one's even cussing you out. Yeah. And so there are times when it's just, there's a temptation at least, where you're just bored. You're just, you feel like you're just standing on a sidewalk in in front of a building and there's not a whole lot of action. And nothing's happening. And, uh, you know, it could be the position that your team has placed you in. We do have positions that I guess are technically more boring. They're, yeah. they're just, they're up the street. Uh, cars may or may not stop for the people. And so they will have long periods of time of just zero interaction and yeah. they don't see a soul. So what what, what do we do? And, and I, I do want to make the point 
that first of all, we admit it's not easy. It is not easy when you're not getting any kind of traction. Yeah. You're not getting any engagement with anyone. And and all of us want to be heroes. I think bottom line, we do. We want to be a yeah, hero sure. before God. We want to be used by God. And and we want to be where the action is. And I just I want to say it is okay to desire that. But what do you do when um, in the article that I put out, I said when when the sidewalk ministry in your area is more of a slog than a jog. In yeah. other words, it's just, and there are some whole areas sometimes. I mean, there are some of our sidewalk uh, missionaries that really are in a very quiet, small abortion center where it's hard to reach the women. Yeah. And they really do have minimal interaction. Yeah. I'll tell you, sometimes it's, well, t- for me at least, it's easier when it is loud and, and raucous out there <laughs> and I'm getting yelled at by pro boards than when there's nothing going on. Yeah. And I'm up the street holding a sign yeah. or offering literature and there's no engagement. It's like, yeah. for me, that that's a, a time of testing. It is. And, and I've, by God's grace, I've passed the test. Uh-huh. I've learned to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how um, practical... We're going to get in this, but I'll get real practical right now Okay, um, and just say, sometimes I'll put my AirPods in and I'll listen to some preaching. I'll listen to the word of God and um, I'll pray. Yeah. Now I'll keep my eyes open, of course, when I'm praying and yeah. I'm, I'm ready. If there's somebody that's going to stop and take my information, I've got it in hand. I'm ready to go. And I think the main point of this, um, of this article and of this podcast episode is going to be to stay focused and really, you being there is obedience to the Lord, and it's important that you're there. You're holding up a standard of truth. You're shining a light in a dark place, even if there's not a lot of activity there. And the moment that someone approaches you or that someone who needed to hear your word, when they're there and you're there and you engage with them, it is all worth yeah, every moment. Absolutely. Of n- of no interaction, I will tell very briefly um, a story that just happened, where a woman was uh, called me and uh, was very upset. In fact, suicidal, post-abortive, and said that had there been anyone on the sidewalk when she went to kill her baby in an abortion, she would not have, and and now she deeply, deeply regretted it, and uh, that story went. It, it was so sad, but it, it really pointed out to me the necessity of us being there. And if we're not there through the boring moments as well, or the less exciting moments as well, we might not be there when women like that show up. And then who is going to speak on behalf of, of, her, of her baby and point her back to God? So uh, some of the practical things I do, because you're right, Daniel, this is more almost uh, like the philosophical underpinnings of of how you endure yeah. uh, ministry when a, a whole lot isn't going on. But one of the practical things I do, I also pray. I um, I also will read scripture on my either on my iPhone or I'll um, I've got my Bible sometimes with me, not always. But one of the other things I do is I pace. I walk back and forth, and that keeps me 
moving, just the fact that I'm moving, first of all, it saves my back. It hurts to stand still for three hours. And I think that's true of not only old people, but also... <laughs> but also well, I'm very it, young it, and it still hurts my back. And it okay. still hurts your back. So um, I'm always doing something and um, and I'm trying to focus on God, God while doing that. Yeah. But that does help me. That helps me rather than just standing there yeah. waiting for something to happen. But I do think looking biblically, is there anyone in the Bible that we could look at who had a ministry that maybe could be described as not a whole lot of action happening and kind of boring? And in some ways, the ministry of Jeremiah fits the bill. So Jeremiah ministered for 40 years and saw almost no fruit. Yeah. Almost none. He spoke to people who ignored him or they did do things exciting, like throw him into a cistern and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and and wait for him to like drown in the mud or or starve to death. So there were moments that were, I guess, exciting for him. But a large part of his ministry was just speaking to people who ignored him. Yeah. Who didn't listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Proclaiming the truth and not really getting a response from the people. Yeah. And I'll say, um, you know, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, mm-hmm. for we walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, great verse. A lot of times we want to see the results of what we're doing. We want to yeah. see that there are interactions. I think it was John Wesley, a great revivalist preacher in England who actually even came to America, who said he would much rather someone be cursing him, spitting at him, and throwing things at him, right. because at least he knows that they hear what what he's saying yeah. than someone to ignore him. And I think that's right. the same for us as we're out there on the mm-hmm. sidewalk. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember, and I'm going to say this, and I, and I hope for you guys listening, it, it actually will sting a little bit, okay, because it's intended to. You're not out there for you. Right. You're not out there to feel needed. You're not out there to feel important. You're not out there just to engage people. You're out there because God called you to be out there, if indeed he did call you to be out there. And I believe that that he did if you're out there. Yeah. Um, and so th- think of it in those terms. Let that sting you a little bit. You're not there for you. You're important. You're, you're made in the image of God. You're a Christian. You belong to him. You're important to the Lord, right? But at the end of the day, you're not out there because you're important. You're out there because... God called you to be out there. You're right. out there to shine a light. And right. I just want to inject also just a little bit of faith. Maybe this, hopefully this will help you. I think it will. Uh, again, we walk by faith and not by sight. And if we believe, and I do believe, that as believers, we are a city set on a hill. We are a light. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. You have a light that you're shining. Whether whether people are looking at that light or not or appear to be looking at that light or not, you're still shining a light. You're standing there in faith, believing that God is honoring what you're doing. Listen, faithfulness is tested not when it's fun and exciting. Faithfulness is is tested when it's not fun and it's not exciting, when things are kind of boring, right? Faith is tested when we're in the desert, when we're in the valley. Our faithfulness uh, to the Lord and what he's called us to. But again, I want to encourage you in your faith that even though you don't think anything's happening out there on the sidewalk, a story that I share oftentimes is a story of a friend of mine who, and this was, I mean, probably, I think, 12 years ago or something, as I remember. Um, but a friend of mine, we were it was one of those kind of boring days with not a whole lot was going on on the sidewalk. 
And a friend of mine uh, named Brett just decided that he was going to pace the sidewalk and just pray. Mm-hmm. And this brother knows how to pray. And yeah. so he's not just yeah. praying like quietly to himself. Although if you do that, that's fine. I think he's that praying posture, out loud. Then. He's praying he's out praying loud. loud. He's okay. praying, but there's no outward, nothing happening. Right. right? Nothing really going on. Right. Well, we find out like, I don't know how, how many weeks or so later that actually a young lady inside of that abortion center was in the waiting room. And she peeked out of the blinds. I don't know if you sometimes, if you look at the abortion center on Latrobe and you look at the blinds, sometimes you'll see the blinds come open. You'll see just like a little gap in the blinds. I've, I've recognized that now. Back then, I didn't, you know, wasn't even paying attention to that. But apparently, she did that, looked through those blinds. She saw him out there on the sidewalk praying. And that's what encouraged her to choose life. She said, I knew that guy was praying for me and for my baby. And she yeah. chose life. She got yeah. connected in some way. I don't know all the ins and outs of the story. Um, that was one of those kind of boring days. And he just decided, you know what? I'm out here. There's death going on in there. This is a dark place. I'm going to shine the light. I'm just going to pray. Right. So what was he doing? He was walking by faith mm-hmm. and not by sight. Mm-hmm. We could have packed it up and said, you know what? There's Nobody's listening to us. Um, let's just knock the dust off, off of our feet and let's just go on. Yeah. And we didn't do that that day. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. We decided to, he decided to pray and to press in and to walk by faith. And I'll say... It's helpful, again, practically speaking. And this is why we say if you're going to volunteer, it's good to, to have kind of a set time. If you're organizing teams on the sidewalk, it's good to have a set time. For us, it's three hours, 9 to 12. And I think it's really helpful because when you get in those boring times, at least you have a, a time. Okay, I'm going to be here until 12 o'clock, whether I see outward results or not. And if you're maybe the team lead has given you a particular position to stand in, and it's a boring position. Press into that. Be faithful to stay that three hours. And I might even just intentionally put my flesh in check by saying, okay, I'm supposed to be here till 12. I'm going to stay till 12.01. Right. <laughs> just to yeah. tell my flesh, yeah. you're in subjection to me. and I'm going to stay by faith. Um, so, again, just want to encourage you guys, like, God's doing some stuff. You never know what God's doing behind the scenes, like that story I shared. There are women that come to the abortion center. They're driving up to, you know, wherever you're at on that, that road. You don't see it. You don't know about it. But they see you out there praying. They see you out there just bored out of your mind, maybe listening to some scripture. But you're out there praying. They see you, and they know why you're out there. And so they keep driving. And you won't find out about that life that was saved. And that mother possibly who came to the Lord, maybe she went to church that next Sunday and got saved. Who knows? Again, we walk by faith and not by sight. You won't find out about that story until you stand before the Lord. So I encourage you guys, be faithful. God's called you to there. It's not about you. It's about him. And uh, and walk by faith in that area. Yeah, yeah. So in, in Jeremiah, uh, when he was clearly called by God, he spoke with God, and God said he was calling him to, to this ministry and told him exactly what he was going to do. And Jeremiah even tried. He kind of fought it. He said, I tried to be silent. But then in, in that verse where he talks about being silent, he said, it would um, in my heart, it becomes like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. So he, he did press through that and and speak anyway and um to to your point uh, again just a couple of days ago um a very similar thing happened where uh we've been out there of course sometimes totally ignored apparently and and we just continue to do our thing and a woman drove by and stopped who told me that she has just over the many many weeks that she had been going to a chiropractor up the street she had heard and seen 
these people. But she didn't know. She didn't even know it was an abortion center. She didn't know what it was all about. And she said, I'm just wondering what's going on here because I've been wondering for weeks. I've seen you guys out here for weeks. And and so I told her and then I told her, you know, one in four women have, have had an abortion. And here's here's some information that that you could share um, if you ever know someone in a an unplanned pregnancy. And she started crying. And for 30 years, she had carried the secret of her own abortion. This was the first time she had spoken to someone about an abortion she had 30 years ago. And I was able to point her on a path of healing. It's because we were there and seen. So sometimes it's just you showing up. Is That is what God has called you to do. And then, um, you know, give the results to him. Yeah. Another thing that that Jeremiah realized as as he was ministering when the fruit was seemingly absent was um, that the what what you said earlier the absence of visible fruit is not surprising to God and very may, well may have um, a divine purpose. So so God Himself tells Jeremiah in Jeremiah seven twenty seven you shall speak all these words to them but they will not listen to you and you shall call to them but they will not answer you. He's warning Jeremiah. Yeah. But God, all his purposes always prevail. He wasn't just doing that, putting Jeremiah in front of people who would not listen just to frustrate Jeremiah. There was a purpose in that. Yeah. And Jeremiah didn't discover what that was necessarily until the end. But but there is a purpose sometimes even in silence yeah. and even yeah. in the lack of, of the visible fruit. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it kind of gets back to that principle of Jeremiah's call and his ministry was not about him. Right. It was about the Lord. I think of uh I think of Noah mm. who God called to build the ark and and of course we know that part of the story, but we don't realize that from the point that God called him to build that ark and again, a boat in the middle of a of a desert. He'd never seen rain is what I've seen read. rain. Right. <laughs> He'd never and, seen water in abundance. Yeah, and the time frame from when God called him to do that to when it actually rained was like 120 years. Wow. And this man was called not just to be a, a builder of ships, but actually a prophet. Like he was prophesying and warning the people that God's judgment was coming. And, and they're in the middle of the desert watching a man build a boat. <laughs> yeah. And you can imagine the mockery that this guy's under and all of this stuff. Um, but for the most part, people were just ignoring the guy. Yeah. But he did what he did because God called him to do it. He was faithful in it. And God honored him and saved him, not just him, but his family from right. the judgment that was to come. Right. You know, the Bible says, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit because I can't quote the scripture exactly, but Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Mm. I, I want you to personalize that. When the Son of Man returns, I mean, think about that. Okay, this is this is cool to think about. We, we think about the, the rapture and the trumpet and, and the blast of the trumpet when, when Jesus returns. Oh, we that can really exciting stuff. We're yeah, going to be we can, we floating can up in the air yeah, with him. <laughs> we can debate about when all that takes place. But what if it's a boring day uh -huh. on the sidewalk of an abortion center? Right. Nothing's going on. You're thinking, oh, gosh, why am I even here? And all of a sudden you hear the trumpet blast. Right. <laughs> and Jesus returns. Yeah. Where better to be found right. than standing in front of an abortion clinic? Yeah. I mean, yeah. can the, will the Son of Man, when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? Not will he find excitement and uh, enthusiasm and, you know, 
somebody that can argue a good point with a pro board, but will he find faith? And faith is tested out when we don't feel like it, when we don't. We're not excited. It's really right. when faith is tested. And certainly our faith can be tested in the fire of opposition and all that stuff. <laughs> but some of the most difficult times of testing for me is when I'm bored, yeah. <laughs> when I'm in the desert. Yeah. You know, Paul talks about us redeeming the time. And that's why I would give you guys this encouragement. If if you're in that scenario, get some podcasts that can help you grow in the Lord, some messages, some preaching. Uh, some things that you can put on your AirPods. Like maybe, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe play our podcast while you're out there on the sidewalk. Maybe <laughs> that would be a blessing. You could, you That's could right. Try. You can get caught up on some some episodes of the podcast. Listening to the scriptures. Redeem the time. <laughs> but you know, think about that. If the Lord returns and you're on, there on the sidewalk, you're not going to be sad that you are faithful in that. And uh, I believe God's going to honor that. And either way... The eye of the Lord is in every place. Like he sees you there on the sidewalk. He's with you there. And and you're holding up yeah. the light of who he is, the truth of, uh, I mean, just your presence is holding up the truth that yeah. abortion is wrong Yeah. to those who are going inside of that place. Yeah, and I love that idea of redeeming the time because that goes right into one of the next things that I think is a key point that Jeremiah discovered is during that time of waiting, of apparent inaction, Jeremiah was told to tell the people that they were to seek the welfare of their city when they were in exile. While they're waiting to return desperately, they all want to return to to Jerusalem. And he's saying, but you're not, you're not going, you're not supposed to just sit back and wait doing nothing. You're to um, build your houses, bear children, plant gardens, and seek the welfare of the city. So he's, he's saying just what you are saying during that time, during the periods of waiting for the action to begin, redeem that time. Use that time wisely and seek the welfare of the place where you are planted. Yeah. So whatever position you're in on that sidewalk, use that time as best as you can to fulfill what God has put you there to do. There is a purpose for you and and use that time wisely. Yeah. Yeah. And you can use that time. If you're maybe you're on a busier street, yeah. you just, you're not getting a whole lot of interactions with the abortion center, but there's a lot of people, foot traffic or whatever that's coming mm-hmm. by. Maybe get you a stack of tracks and just hand out some gospel tracks. I mean, certainly you're there because they're murdering babies inside of that building. So you don't want to yeah. lose your focus on right. what's going on inside of there. But if you've got some gospel tracts you can hand out, hand out some gospel tracts. Yeah. Um, take time to pray. Pray for, the, of course, the people going into the abortion center, the people that work there. But even as cars are passing by, maybe you see one person, you recognize that car. Maybe they're, they're the person that flips you off every day going to work or whatever. Maybe they're just somebody that God's put on your heart to pray for. Pray for that person. Just take that time to spend in prayer. Redeem that time. There's a lot of ways that you can redeem that time. Yeah. I will say, um, this is something I wanted to mention earlier and just kind of got, got a little sidetracked, didn't mention it. But if you've been, maybe your team lead has told you, hey, I want you to hold this position. Um, you know, I know in at one of the abortion uh, clinics in Southern California, there's folks that minister on the front side of the Planned Parenthood building. And then there's folks that minister around the back side because people go in and out both both areas. Mostly they come out the back and in the front side. And, uh, you know, maybe on the front side, there's not a whole lot of interactions at the end of the day. 
You know, right. and most of the right. interactions happen around the back. The temptation yeah. can be, even though you've been asked to be out in front, is like, I'm bored here, so let me go around back. And for me, because that is a temptation for me, if I'm maybe up the street a little bit on Latrobe and there's action taking place down there, I want to I want to abandon that post yeah. and go down where the action is. Oftentimes, though, as soon as I abandon that post, as soon as I go around behind the building instead of in the front of the building where I was asked to be, inevitably a car pulls up. I miss an interaction. Exactly. Don't let that, don't yeah. let that be you. Take, take me yeah. as an example not to follow. Stay firm. Now, God has taught me. Um, stay where you've been asked to be. Yeah. Be there unless, of course, you got to go to the bathroom or something like that, right? But right. be there. Yeah. Be faithful in that. Yeah. Again, God will honor that. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, you've been asked to be there. It's, it's. They didn't ask you to stay in that position uh, just to be mean to you. It's because it's a necessary position. So stand firm in what your leadership has told you and asked you to do. And what the Lord has called you to do. God yeah. will honor it. Yeah, that's great. And and of course, one of the most famous verses in, in Jeremiah, I think it's in Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. And I think we, we, we apply that oftentimes to the people that we're ministering to, but I think we also need to apply it to ourselves. God has a plan for us in the position that we're at. He has plans that are again to to work out his good purposes and the we we should be faithful to trusting him that um wherever he has placed us is where we're supposed to be and something wonderful will happen if we remain true to that i know what i tell the people that go up the street we often give that example here at latrobe that's maybe the boringest position yeah. maybe not but i actually like it it's one of my favorites but i what i will tell them is you may have not a single person stop you may have zero interactions but the one that does is going to be critical yeah. because if someone stops up there it it often is a save. So maybe you're going to wait three months before it happens. But when it happens, it's a really important place for you to be. Yeah, so absolutely. So, you know, don't lose sight of that. Yeah. Um, he's always there. Here is another key point that God is there. He's always working and his plan will not fail. And one day, the fruit of faithfulness will be revealed. You know, you said, well, we walk by faith, not by sight. That is very true. But one day there will be sight. Yeah. One day it will be revealed. And one day we're going to find out that all those people that never spoke to us, that still saw us, that there was something planted in their life that later turned them towards the Lord. So um, that there is a hope and a future also. Um and we will get to see yeah. the the results of, of our faithfulness one yeah. day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of as we wrap this up, um, another practical tip for you guys, another practical thing that you can do is encourage each other. Yeah. Because it can be so yeah. easy to get discouraged. Uh, and a way that we've encouraged the teams that are under us to do this is to create a social media group or some way of communicating with each other where you can share scriptures, you can share encouragements. And, you know, maybe you're you're at one of these kind of boring scenarios. You have some of these boring days. You can see what God is doing at some of the other days during the week or some of the other abortion centers in your city. It's a way for us to all stay connected. And it's not easy always to remember because we deal with our own discouragement. Uh, it's not always easy to remember that we need to be encouraging each other because we want people to be encouraging to us. Right. 
Um, but, you know, sometimes we're encouraged and, and our spirit is lifted, if I could say it that way, when we lift the spirits of others. When we encourage others, sometimes we're encouraged and, you know, we kind of create this culture within our sidewalk teams of encouraging each other, of, yeah. hey, I see what you're doing. I see your faithfulness. God sees it, but I see it too, and I'm blessed by it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll say, practically speaking, and uh, I'll kind of give a shout out. Actually, um, Elijah, who's over at the Wendover Abortion Clinic, which is one of these abortion centers that's really boring here in Charlotte. It's really hard. It's, it's high traffic area. The building is far away from the sidewalk. Right. And uh, it's, it's really hard to engage. They do have some engagements from time to time, but it's really hard. The sign ministry there is one of the most important. Um, but I will say just that brother's faithfulness in being there uh, for a long time. Really, in Charlotte, that kind of has been the hidden, the hidden place of darkness in our city. We it's all know about the It's actually pretty busy, yeah. And we didn't really know that until we had Elijah out there yeah, letting us yeah. know. You the wouldn't Latrobe believe abortion how many. center is kind of like you know, it's the monstrosity, it's the giant, it's the Goliath that's mocking right. the children of Israel, right? Like that story goes. But Wendover's kind of hidden over to the side, yeah. And this brother has really been faithful over the past couple of years, being out there. Being that standard, that 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 light shining, and I'm telling you, I, I know practically, but also in faith, that there are babies. I don't know how many babies that are saved. Yeah, because of course the signs that are out there, but just his presence out there, and the presence of the team. God's building a team slowly but surely out there on that sidewalk. Um, gosh, we're gonna hear when we stand before the Lord. <laughs> We're going to hear of babies that were saved. We're going to hear of people maybe that weren't even coming to the abortion clinic, yeah. but were just driving by and never, never even knew it was an abortion clinic. Right. But women that are considering abortion, maybe they're on their way to their job or whatever, and they see Elijah out there. They see his team out there. They see the signs that are out there, and they turn away from abortion before they even before they even really know that they were even planning on making an appointment. Exactly. Uh, and again, that's, that's walking by faith and not by sight. And that brother does it. He does it well. And so just wanted to give a shout out to him um, because of that. It's yeah. a blessing. It's an encouragement um, for all of you guys across the country. You're there. Maybe you're at one of these abortion centers like Latrobe where it's crazy and you're intimidated by that. And that's getting a little discouraging or maybe kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. You're at one of these abortion centers where, you know, maybe patients are just trickling in. There's not a whole lot of places or times where you can engage uh, with the people going in. Uh, what God has called you to be faithful in it. God will honor it. Do it by faith and uh, and put it in God's hands. Right? And don't give up. I think the final lesson that all of us have to remember is don't give up. Don't don't quit because it's not the exciting, you know mission that that you thought it would be or or for any reason don't give up don't quit jeremiah did not and in the end he he was faithful through all those years and that that should be us as well don't don't give up finish the race that god has called you to no matter what yeah amen yeah well guys we appreciate you listening to this podcast episode we'd appreciate if you would share this episode maybe it will be an encouragement a challenge for someone maybe it's a, an encouragement and challenge for you and you know that someone else will be blessed by it share it with your team if you have a sidewalk team where you serve and reach out to us if you have questions maybe you have other subjects you'd like for us to cover we'd love to try to cover those subjects you can reach me daniel at lovelife.org you can reach her vicky at lovelife.org and until next time god bless god bless y'all 
Nothing's too precious since I met you 